You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good good morning. Welcome. I didn't try the voice out before I uh, hit the microphone early this morning. But welcome to Inside the Locker Room, the Friday edition. The last edition for 2022, Joe. So time is flying right now. So 2022 will be gone after tomorrow. But the next show you'll hear us will be 2023. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to get in with us this morning. We've got a pretty packed show, so if you want to get in, try to get in early. Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for the show is a Wimp. And Barry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. It's that time of year. Again, the holidays are over. The honeydew list is growing, and the projects are adding up. The time is right to build that new fence, deck, or pergola you've been dreaming about, and there's no better product to build it with than Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers protection from rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. So when you have that project and you want it to last for years, head on down to your local dealer, Dad. And remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, real quick today, Russell Biven up in Knoxville, Tennessee. Russell was trying to get on yesterday. We had to back him up. He's chomping at the bit, so he'll be on with you today at 730. Uh, we'll hear maybe from Mike Brown. I hadn't heard from Mike, but Mike Brown a little bit. Uh, we'll talk a little TA hoops at the top of the hour with Joe and myself. And then Sonny, we'll, we'll cram him in about 810. And then Nick Saban, uh, live press conference over in New Orleans. We'll go at 830. Uh, so we'll hear what Coach has to say live, the last press conference in preparation for the Sugar Bowl tomorrow at 11 versus the Kansas State Wildcats. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay. You won your game last night. Yeah, we did. So that was fun. Okay. Um, last night, yesterday, in bowls, Syracuse got beat by Minnesota. Minnesota had a good year. but continued to do so. Florida State had a great year, y'all. Let's be praised in Florida State. 35-32 win over Oklahoma. Oklahoma finishes even, I think it was. Florida State, I think, won 10 games. Texas gets beat last night in a late game. We didn't, fight, didn't see the last half, 27-20 by Washington. Today you've got games, Maryland and NC State, if you're interested in that. Now, look, these lines on these games, these, these guys are leaving. or You don't know all, who all is leaving. It's hard to, to know what's going on. NC State, a one-point favorite over Maryland. UCLA's eight-point favorite over Pittsburgh. And the best game uh, probably would be South Carolina. Uh, they get three and a half against Notre Dame. South Carolina's lost some people. And that game is at 2.30 in the Gator Bowl with ESPN. And then Ohio and, and Wyoming t- this afternoon at 3.30. And then tonight, uh, Tennessee and Clemson. Uh, Clemson, six-point uh, six favorite. Uh, Clemson's lost some people. Tennessee's lost a bunch of people. Got not have their quarterback back. Uh, it'll be interesting to see so those two games there involving SEC opponents. And then since we won't talk to you tomorrow, Alabama again is at, uh, at 11 o'clock, uh, six and a half point favorite. 
Kentucky is uh, Iowa, and that's uh, Kentucky gets two, so they're, they're two point dog there. TCU and Michigan, and then uh, the big game, one of the bigger games, um, TCU and Michigan, Ohio State and Georgia. Those two games, right? But also remember now. After these two big games that, that decide who's going to play for the national championship, Monday you still have games. And the, the games are Mississippi State uh, in, a, in a deal that's going to be a little bit sad. Um, they're playing Illinois, so you might want to watch that. Uh, and Tulane is at Southern Cal. And LSU is playing P- Purdue. Um Purdue gets fourteen and a half. I think I think LSU cracks them pretty good, probably. And then the, my blue plate, Utah, is minus two against Penn State. So remember that when these games are over with on Saturday night, you still got Monday's games when we come in. No, no, really, no news. Only only news is Lane Kiffin is complaining about one of the players. He says they denied that they, he spit at some of his players instead of use a racial slur against one of them and uh, that's all he can think about in getting a um you know getting a lopsided loss texas tech coach got a new contract um and they scored 42 points against his defense so that's about all um if you got to talk about um anything you, you want to talk about particularly in basketball i will mention this uh january 3rd what's january 3rd anyway january 3rd uh, we start all over at basketball in the SEC. South Carolina's at uh, Vanderbilt, and te- you can take a snooze on that one. Mississippi State's at, t- at Texas. <laughs> at Tennessee, pardon me. Mississippi State's at Tennessee. LSU's at Kentucky. And Ole Miss is at Alabama at 8 o'clock on the SEC Network. Uh, and that's the next games in the, S- in the SEC in basketball. Last night, um, Purdue won. They're the number one team in the nation, if you like if you like to think about number one teams this early, so you can. And uh, the Cowboys beat the Titans uh, 27-13. The Cowboys said they're going all the way, but they won't. That's it. Cowboys. Um, Sonny Dykes yeah. uh, had a press conference yesterday. Um, say? And he said that uh, the battle – Talking about the battle that uh, they've gone through to get to this point uh, to reach the Big 12 championship game and pull them stuff out by the bootstraps. The battle, Dykes' reference goes beyond this week's matchup. Dykes said the Horn Frogs were challenged this season by having to play 11 weeks in a row. That's your own fault. Unlike the SEC, having to face nine conference opponents, not eight. And he says in week 10, you're not going to catch the Citadel in week 10. We caught Texas. Uh, so I think he's right. I mean, but you got. Well, he can't make, he can't make the, he can't make the, the conference schedule. Well, I mean, he makes <laughs> his non conference schedule. He can't make the conference He makes his non conference schedule. He make his conference schedule. So when does well, it matter? Well, the SECs. What does it matter when you play the Citadel? You got to play 12, he, right? He, you add them up. He's trying to rest. He took a shot at the SEC, but I looked at it. I don't think it, Citadel. I think he was right. 
I don't think Citadel played the SEC team in week 10. I looked up the schedule. Okay. Now, they have in the past. Well, he's making, be he week 11. a random statement. I'll be week 11. Well, they took this. He took a shot at the SEC. Did you didn't take well, it? I think a shot he did. There? Yeah, he did. Sure he did. Was that fair? Sure. Okay. Nick Saban. Joe, was that fair? Sunday Dykes? 100%. Absolutely. Well, who played the Citadel? Joe and I agree on this one. Who played the Citadel? We, uh, who, who played Austin P. Maybe, huh? Played uh, Alabama State. Yeah. yeah. Who did South Carolina play the week before so playing Clemson? The, should we give him a feather in his cap because he played nine conference games and we only played eight? Y'all give him some yes. credit for getting in the Final Four. <laughs> That's for sure. I give his kicker some credit. Running the guy on the field, making the guy make a field goal to win at the end. That's so? And I give that holder the credit and the snapper and everybody. All right, Nick so? Saban. So, all right, so y'all, all right, with Sonny, all right, go, Sonny. Um, Nick Saban took a shot at uh, the people not playing. He says that this has been dead, and I quote, this has been the most enjoyable non-playoff bowl practice experience we have ever had. I've ever had, Saban said, during this Sugar Bowl preview radio show. Yeah. The playoff teams are always ready to roll. And here's what he said. And I quote, but one of the things is all the blinking lights are gone. You know what I mean by blinking light? When you look at a Christmas tree and one light is blinking and that's all you look at is that blinking light. You don't see the beauty of all of the rest of it. Well, when you have guys on your team sometimes that I call these guys energy vampires, you use all your energy on these guys trying to get them to do what they're supposed to do. Those are the kind of guys that don't end up playing in the bowl games and don't end up doing the best things and make the best choices and decisions for the team and all that because they've got other motivations, which I'm not being critical of. And I quote again, but this team has really worked hard and done really, really well. And a lot of players on our team have made significant improvement. And it's been one of the most enjoyable bowl practice experiences. So he just took a shot at all your guys, Dad, that went into the transfer portal. There were the blinking lights on the Christmas tree. And you focus all your attention on them. And those guys are energy. Joe, catch that. Energy vampires. Should he have gone on? Good statement. What a great statement. What a great analogy to think about that when you look at that Christmas tree and you're worried about the one that you got you wiggling with your your staff trying to figure out this one that doesn't know what he wants to do, takes away from your practices. I think that's a great analogy. He's dead on it. You spend all your time. I'm hoping 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 I'm wrong now that they're going to play the way Joe thinks they're going to play. I hope I'm wrong and Joe's right. Um, So we'll see. Yeah, he says those guys are in it. They suck the energy out of the team. You spend all your time worried about them. They're all about themselves. So he called them out. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Pat into the show. Good morning, Pat. Hey, Good morning, Pat. Good morning, fellas. Hey, I wanted to give you all my score, but, uh, and see if you think I'm crazy as Dawson, but, uh, the preacher in the afternoon. Uh, but I'm saying 45 to 14, Alabama, that uh, Nick's going out there to prove a point. That, uh, that we belong to be in there and not TCU. Uh, TCU is going to get 
stumped by at least two scores, if not more, and maybe probably more than that, uh, but at least two scores out of the, and, uh, and coach. Hey, that group out there, it just isn't the same kind of football we play in the SEC. And he's, he's got to break every week he plays. I think they, I think a big, I think the Pac 12, uh, Big 12 is pretty good. <laughs> well, Texas Tech was pretty darn good. Texas Tech, and, uh, if Lane, if Lane didn't start developing, uh, high school players and do a better job at recruiting, uh, Lane's not going to be long with Ole Miss either. They're not going to put up. Can you imagine losing years. five of your last six games and they pay you nine million? Uh, Lane's got to stop going for it on fourth down. He acts like this is backyard football. It's not. You can't go on a fourth well, down. That, 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 yeah, I, hey, oh, I would think that you you would think that his oh computer would be oh starting to show him something different after two or three times, wouldn't you? You would think, but I think this guy. I think it's. I think he thinks it's cute. Uh, he he thinks Twitter's cute, and he thinks going for it on fourth down is cute. Well, yeah. Well, it was a couple of girls up in the stadium were cute too. Yeah. Well, they are cute, but he's not. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Hey, I got a. Uh, I got a text. Is Joe listening? Well, yeah. I hope. Yeah. Joe, you hear me? Yeah. Sir. You hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, here's a question I got for you. Uh oh. Ask Joe. Joe. If the tight end transferring to Alabama from Maryland is going to play today for Maryland versus NC State. Ooh, let me find out. Okay, so I asked Tim Morton to ask him. So you find out for me. I, I don't I don't have the answer. I wouldn't think so, but all right. Uh, how, would, how would you know? I don't know. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Let's see if he's even still on the roster. Get Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning. Hey, Bryce. Listen, hey, what's the line on the Michigan TCU game? The Michigan TCU game is right here, and the, and the line on that game is uh, minus seven and a half. So uh, Michigan is a seven and a half point favorite. Man, I'd take that all day long. I, I think TCU. Well, you can get you a load of it. Right. Call them it. up, get you a load. Take it, Bryce. Yeah, get you a load of it. Bryce. Jump on I it. Pretty, I'm, I think I will. Yeah, get Bryce, that's what you right. do, baby. Shove it all in. <laughs> hey. I, I just think that uh, I just think TCU's uh, they found a way to win every time except one, and that's because they didn't run the quarterback. And I never understood that play. You know, okay. who you shoving it all in on? It's called, it's called coaching. Who you Nobody shoving it all coaching. in on, Bryce? Who you shoving it in on? TCU. TCU's going to be- get you a load of it. You get seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah, and I know it. That's that's a, that's a good bet. Yeah, you'd be rich. Do you, yeah. you know where that game's being played at, Bryce? Let's see. Uh, is it in uh, Miami? No, Bryce, if I'm going to shove it all in, I'm going to have all my facts now. I'm on the game's in Arizona, Glendale, Arizona, State Farm oh, it's in Stadium. Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's closer uh Texas, and it is uh, it's the Fiesta Bowl. Ann Arbor well, closer. Closer don't mean jack crap. It's gonna be warm. Uh, I know. We don't get enough. We don't well, get enough for closer. And, and I think the other game that Georgia and Ohio State's gonna be a blowout. Georgia probably win about three touchdowns. Oh, really? Well, shut it all in so. on the dogs. Go. Yeah, you need a parlay. Load up on the dogs. Load up on the dogs <laughs> and TCU, and you can buy you a new car or something. 
Bryce, do a parlay. Take TCU and Georgia. Well, I mean, I just Ohio State. They they ain't impressed me all. Y'all been riding them all year. They ain't impressed me all year. They well, let Michigan so, blow them out like well, that you, at you, home. Well. Well, but Bryce, You're giving six and a half, Bryce. Jump on it, Bryce. They, that, that, they, that. It's not that they've been having they've impressed. It's just that they're the only one left standing. You had to put four teams in there, and <laughs> well, I know you think Alabama I, should be, but they shouldn't. I, I, did, I didn't say that, and I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. Man, I just heard Pat. If TCU gets blown out or Ohio State gets blown out, don't come back with a narrative they got the wrong team in the final four. Don't don't start that, people. Uh, that's not true. You, you pick it, and then the games are what they are. But they didn't get it wrong. If if one of these teams gets blown out, it's going to happen. As uh, as Coach Wimp would say, I don't think Ohio State could stop my grandmother. You know, well, that's, we'll see. That's how I feel about them. I, I think Georgia run the ball down the throat like Michigan okay. did. Well, then you get you a load of it. You get you a load of that. Get load, oh, load it up, Bryce. You I, need to I do it. You that. need to do it. Quick though, Bryce, because you don't want to put that on next year's taxes. Yeah. When when do uh, uh, the basketball team plays at Monday or Tuesday night? Well, I just got through telling you on January the third. Well, I, Wednesday. I missed it. I, Wednesday. I missed it. I'm well, sorry. You got to turn in. The show starts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's Tuesday. Isn't that right, Joe? Yeah, Tuesday. 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 Yeah. Four All games. Right. Four games. All right. I, yeah. Okay. Seven and, and and the thing starts at seven. Bryce, you want Joe to give, give you an extra hundred for that parlay? Joe, put a hundred on your in your wallet for that for that part. Joe said no, he ain't want no part of that. Uh, Joe, well, what do y'all think Alabama's going to do? I think they're going to have a hard game, but Joe doesn't think so, and I think they're going to have a hard game. But the coaches had great practices. I probably I'm probably dead wrong. I don't know, Bryce. It just uh, see. I can't. I don't. I don't team. know this. I, I, I just I know don't know about I this team. Say, but okay, I'd be run. I, I might be talking at the wrong side of my mouth. I know what I want to say. You want to say Bama's going to win forty-five to six? I know. Well, that would be that. that that's what I'm thinking, but I ain't going to say it. Yeah. Well, they got rid of it. I'm going to tell you a little secret. They ain't going to win no forty-five to six, Junior. Hey. Hey, Bryce, they got rid of the energy vampires, the the ones that suck the energy, so they ought to be full of energy, Yeah, according to Coach. Listen to the press well, conference at 830, Bryce. We got to go. What would you all find out about the uh, the tight ends? he playing or not? No, oh, no he's, he's not playing. He's not playing. He's not playing. He's not playing, Tim. He's not playing. Tim, he's not playing. He's not playing. All right. Well, I, I figured he wasn't, but that would be a great – that would be a great uh, – Peace to have in your arsenal, but y'all have a, a safe and happy new year, guys. You too, Bryce. Thanks. Let and me know. I, I'll be ready to eat crow Monday. Let me know what you're going to do with all your money. To. Let me know what you're going to do with all your money Monday. Well, you're going to tell us Monday. You can tell us Tuesday. Two-minute truck out 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up the boxes, the packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. It doesn't matter. They'll take great care of your stuff, and you give them a call today, 205 247 Five zero five zero two minute truck movers who care. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, police have closed a section of 25th Avenue East and 
the Alberta Holt area because of an incident near Lake Tomahawk. You're advised to use Kicker Road as an alternate route. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it. And I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Friday morning. Residents of Reform in Pickens County are going on a week without water due to water pipe breaks during the freeze. Donations of bottled water from Jefferson County are helping. And Buffalo Rock will deliver pallets of bottled water today to a distribution site at the old Reform fire station. The leaks are now being repaired, but it will take some time for the water tanks to refill. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Don't risk getting stranded with a bad battery. Our professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery for free. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Coming up, Coming up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Alabama, Kansas State. We're going to get you ready for that big Sugar Bowl game. It is a free-for-all Friday sponsored by Brian Harden Construction. All starting at 2 o'clock here on the game on Tide 100.9. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Increasing clouds early on your Friday. Rain arrives during the afternoon. It will continue into the overnight. It'll be breezy. The daytime high is 67, 59 overnight tonight. Rain and thunderstorms in the morning. A few showers during the afternoon tomorrow. Rain could be heavy with a high of 67. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Law Locker Room. Yellowwood, go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. We talked about the honeydew list, and honey wants the five-star backyard. So when you build it, build it with pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline, Joe, lock him back in. We'll get Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Tom, you with us? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Tom. How are you, buddy? Good. I'm good. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was reading through some of Coach uh, Saban's radio show transcript, and uh, I was thinking about something that uh, you had brought up, Barry, uh, before all the bowl <laughs> practices and everything started. 
and it was about, uh, you know, kind of taking the team and getting it prepared for next year, kind of a spring training type thing. Right. Uh, you that conversation that you yeah. brought up. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was thinking when I was reading through this and all the opt-outs, all that kind of crap, uh, I, I, I said, you know, the, the, the coaches should uh, get together and push for uh, being able to play kids that's on the roster that's been there for not transfers, anything like that, but but uh, but kids that's been on the roster the entire season but maybe didn't get to play any and uh, and they're thinking about red-shirting them. You know what I'm saying here? And, but allowing them to play without uh, any, any penal, penalizing of uh, eligibility. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think that that would be a, a good thing for the sport. Well, I think you can now. The NCAA did put that in there, and they can play up to four games. And somebody said the other day the bowl game doesn't count as one of the four. Is that correct, Joe? So even if you played four, uh, if Joe's correct, he gave me the thumbs up. So um, if they oh, play in another one, the then it, it, that's what they're saying the new rule is. I guess because you're having so many guys transfer and opt out that they want to – be able to let you have more guys with the opportunity to play just to prevent injury and those type of things. I think they're allowing those guys, even if they've used their four, to play another one and then not still hold their red shirt. I didn't realize they had that rule had changed. Yeah, I believe so. Well, that's uh, that's outstanding. Then, so you you uh, in the right circumstance, you could you could put anybody you want to in the game and take a look at them under game situation. Could you not? Yes. But, you know, the thing is, maybe the coach usually doesn't – he usually doesn't put those young guys in a lot of times. You know, he, do, do he doesn't empty the bench much. So that's You know, the, and I, I find that to be a frustrating thing that uh, that when we get uh, far, you know, get a big lead in a game and he, he doesn't allow them to play – uh, to me, I, I don't understand, you know, and I, I'm not one to second guess Coach Saban at all, but I don't understand that line of thinking. Yeah. Uh, because to me, uh, it looks like, you know, the more you get out there and in front, just being in front of a crowd is helpful to them uh, uh, later on down the road. Yeah. Anytime you can get on the field and play and, um, and get some experience, game experience, uh, it, it helps your morale. Uh, in the locker room, it probably will keep guys maybe out of the portal as much because they feel good because they had an opportunity to play. But when they don't ever get in or they think they're going to get in and they never do, then they make, uh, you know, emotional decisions. And right now it seems like the transfer portal uh, is filled full of those guys, uh, Tom. It sure is. So, hey, how'd you come out in the tournament at Brookwood? Uh, we lost the leads by five. We won yesterday, so we play again today. So we're one oh, you did get a after losing yeah. a good player. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to. Well, congratulations. Time. That's great coaching. That's all it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> Have a happy new year, Tom. A happy new Thank year. You. Thank you. Um, did you guys know this? Like, I got I got yelled at by an official last night. So, Dad, if, if a guy, if your guy came down, Joe, and he went up for a layup. And their guy jumped up to block the shot, and he slapped the backboard. Dad, 
is there is there goaltending on that? The guy slaps the back bar. Either that or a technical foul. That's what I thought. New rule, he says that he came charging across the court to me and said, if you're making an attempt to block the shot, you can slap the backboard now. I had no idea. Learn something new every day. All right, tell them about uh, where you take Sam, and then tell them also about uh, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys, attorneys that know the law, know the changes in the law, can help you be successful. Uh, located in Tuscaloosa, but gone all over the southeast doing cases for people. These attorneys are, will represent you in the right way. They're smart guys, and they will do a good job for you. And in the end, they will be successful. Three four five one two three four. Easy number to remember. Call them. Visit with them on telephone. They'll tell you if you need to go further with it. And if you do, then go further with it. And Prince Clover and Hayes will treat you right. Prince Clover and Hayes. Three four five one two three four. I got a new dog named Sam, and Sam is a constant com- uh, companion in the animal hospital to get her shots, and she's fine. She, she's up early this morning, and uh, she's a great little dog, and they're great people down there, and they'll do a good job for you. Uh, if you go down there and tell them that you heard it on our show because they've got a brand-new place down there, and, and Dr. Foster knows what he's doing, uh, it's 635-0313, 635 635- Zero three one three. I think you'll be pleased with them. They come in. They are honest, down to earth people, and they want to help your pet. So give them a call. If I took my dog there and it stayed there for nine days and got its ears worked on, would it cost me five hundred and seventy six? No, you get you get uh, uh, be half price. Oh well, I made a mistake. That's a tie one point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team beat Mississippi State on Wednesday night 78-67 to in its first conference game of the season. The Alabama Crimson Tide football team had five of the top ten most watched games in college football for 2022. An NFL draft analyst is praising Brian Branch. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, police have closed a section of 25th Avenue East in the Alberta Holt area because of an incident near Lake Tomahawk. You're advised to use Kicker Road as an alternate route. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it. And I'm Captain Ray. I've always gotten tons of UTIs. Cranberry products never worked for me, and I was desperate for a way to be proactive. I'm Jenna Ryan, CEO and founder of Eucora. We Protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. 
Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA. An equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Increasing clouds early on your Friday. Rain arrives during the afternoon. It will continue into the overnight. It'll be breezy. The daytime high is 67, 59 overnight tonight. Rain and thunderstorms in the morning. A few showers during the afternoon tomorrow. Rain could be heavy with a high of 67. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood Pressure Treaty Pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com, look at the galleries. They'll give you some great ideas and build the five-star backyard. And when you do it, use Yellowwood. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, we're going all the way up to Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, some guys, now you and I, some guys are pros at the radio. We have the radio voice, unlike you and I. And this guy has the best radio voice on top of being... A great guy who's always full of energy and positive. So we need him uh, before we turn the. Is he going to be positive? Who Russell? Is he going to be positive? The quarterback out against Clemson. Yeah, Russell's always positive. <laughs> Russell Piven. Good morning, Russell. How are you? The tight ends are gone. Russell, y'all got people uh, opting out over there. Uh, they've got a few opting out. Yeah, I think four or five, maybe. Really? Um, but yeah. Uh, you know, the couple of the big receivers, obviously, the top two receivers. Um, got one on defense that really wasn't an opt-out. was more of a uh, – he had to not play yeah. for other reasons. They opted him out. But, yeah. Yeah, and they opted him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but they've got some, some good backups. You know, uh, Jalen Hyatt filled in for Cedric Tillman earlier in the season, and that worked out pretty good. I think they've got some guys that are, that are ready to go in, in the backup positions and – you know, it's just kind of where we are with the new bowl era. Um, so, uh, but they'll be ready to go. You know, Joe Milton is a good quarterback. He really is. He's got a tremendous arm. I mean, an absolute cannon. Not as good as a decision maker as Hendon Hooker, but Hendon has been with him uh, all week and has, even before that, working on plays in the lobby and the rooms, everything. Uh, they're roommates, so he's been helping them a lot. Good. good. Tennessee uh, has a chance to win this game then regardless, huh, you think? You hope, I think Tennessee does. I really do. Yeah, really? I think they have a, a good shot at it. I think it's a different offense than Clemson has seen this season with guys going, you know, two receivers far out to the hash on each side and being able to throw there and then open up the draw play and the run on, underneath. So it's definitely a different offense than they have seen before. Uh, you know, where Georgia got them is – in. And Alabama didn't do as good a job as playing one-on-ones with the the receivers out that far. If you can do that and allow the guys, you know, up front to get to the quarterback, it's a different game. And we'll see if Clemson can do that or not. Uh, Russell, will will Tennessee be as good? Uh, up, is it is that an upcoming team that's going to be a lot better next year? And they're on the move now, and they're going to be a a contender in the East, or are they going going backwards? 
No, they're going forward. They had, they had a good recruiting season. They have a five-star quarterback coming in. And, again, I think Joe Milton's a good quarterback. I really do. But um, they have some good offensive linemen. They have some good playmakers that will they'll be here and some linebackers. So I think what has happened with Tennessee is that offensive guys enjoyed watching what they did uh, and are coming here from high school and coming here from the portal. You and I, we've all talked about it before the season. There were, I think, 30-plus guys in the portal when when Heupel got here. And really what he's done is has been pretty incredible. So I think he's shown that he can take guys that are – three stars and turn them into good ball players and now they're going to have a, a few five stars coming uh russell let's go back to uh october uh they score 52 points on alabama I, I never thought i'd see a team run up and down the field on alabama uh they absolutely embarrassed uh alabama defensively now you know bryce young played really well and went up and down the field there was some calls there maybe at the end maybe should have yeah. run the ball or run the clock down and at least but uh they didn't it is what it is um was that kind of the damn breaker for them uh you know if they would have lost that they would say yeah we, we've gotten better but we still haven't solved the riddle just what did beating alabama mean to this football program in the in the in the state of tennessee and the university i think belief it gave them belief that all right we can we've done this and we can do this, and now we can can keep moving. And you know, we we've talked before. Should they even keep playing this game? Yeah. But it gave them belief that okay, now we we can beat these guys, and we're just going to keep getting better. Obviously, they had the the South Carolina game, and South Carolina ended up being a pretty good football team. But I think belief is an a re- <laughs> it can be a really important factor with a team, and um, it it just kind of gave them belief and. I think no matter what happens in this game tonight, that win over Alabama will be what everybody remembers. That's a Tennessee fan for sure. They finally got to sell some cigars over there, uh, Russell. Y'all had a lot of cigars <laughs> left over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so all, do cigars get better with age? I know wine's supposed to, but they should have been. Some... You know, I don't. That's a good question. I guess if they're kept in the right box, maybe they do. Yeah. Uh, all right. Radio talk here, Russell. All right. Radio talk. So that and I are. Pro coaches, you know that. Uh, we have a guy yeah. here oh, that, yeah. that calls that, you know, they're all over Pete Golding here. They're Pete Golding this, Pete Golding that, whatever. Um, and the guy called yesterday and said, if Pete Golding's gone, they need to go get Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> and Dad and I said, excuse me? And so I said, uh, well, you know, he's got some NCAA deals there with him. I, they said, well, he didn't have a show cause. I said, well, I don't know if they completely ruled on that. So if if he were to come to Alabama and some penalties come down on him, they would follow him to Alabama. Has that thing been settled with the NCAA as far as he's concerned? I know with the university, I think they pretty much uh, have cleared all that up with what they did there. Where does he stand with the NCAA? Do you know? And would you think he would be a candidate? I don't, personally, for Alabama uh, with the NCAA problems that he's facing. I can't imagine. You know, I don't think it has been completely uh, um, ruled on, but I can't imagine that that Alabama would would consider him. Yeah. The only only tiny glimpse that could maybe even – make me even think that would be 
he has brought in coaches before who have had some troubles in the past with what's going on in their lives or what's going on in their current situations and kind of helped turn them around. But I think this one's just totally different Yeah, uh, because of how bad it was. And, you know, I think probably Coach Pruitt said some things that I can't imagine went well with the Alabama uh, administration and staff, and I, I, I just can't see it. All right, so you're on the Just same page. You're on the same page as Dad and I. We tried to, yeah. Uh, well, I don't even say it in a nice way. We we just said, "Hey, don't get your hopes up for that happening." All right, go ahead, Dad. Okay, uh, it, this fluctuates, but as of right now, Tennessee and Alabama are the two best teams. I, I, I picked uh, I picked five teams that had included Kentucky, who's lost. Uh, Auburn's not as good, and Arkansas is injured. Uh, Tennessee uh, getting beat at Arizona is no big deal. They're probably, them and Alabama are probably the two best teams. They don't play until late in the year at Knoxville, mm-hmm. I think. So um, Tennessee basketball is good as the top of the league with Alabama? Yeah, they are. I think Coach would, would tell you that they need to take care of the ball. They need to defend better and and. You know, their three-point percentage needs to get a lot better. Uh, the big thing, Coach, is Josiah James is still is still injured, and it's kind of a mystery knee deal going on with him, and he is a real glue to that team. Yeah. Um, he, he just is. When he's on the court, he's just he's a guy that can kind of keep guys together. Uh, that concerns me a little bit as they get further into SEC play and as they go go to the tournament. But they've got they've got dudes. I mean, they got guys that can play. And um, even when coach says they're not defending, they defend. You know, but when they're not hitting a three point shot, they got to be able to get some offensive rebounds. And there have been games where they're not hitting, and they can't get those rebounds. And they've been able to pull them out. You know, the Arizona Arizona game was awfully tight, and they could have ended up winning that. But they played some great games. You know, they beat Kansas was a great game. They had some some other big ones. Um, down in the Bahamas that they won, but yeah, they're they're a tough team for sure. I wouldn't want to face them. They're extremely tough natured, and um, they're all good kids. And you know how he runs things. So it's they're they're a really good basketball team. They're different than Alabama in their play style, but they're they're very good. Yeah, well, I figure that they're in Alabama right now. You know, it fluctuates as you go through the season, but uh, yeah, the three other three teams. You know, you have one that's gotten better than any than we thought. And that was Missouri, although being mm-hmm. Kentucky is no big deal right now. So, um, anyway, that's what I wanted to ask you, Barry. Uh, Russ, we're talking Russell Bivin up in Knoxville, Tennessee. Russell, I know you. Keep a close eye on Alabama. Coach had a radio show last night and said this has been the most enjoyable non-playoff uh, bowl practices he's ever experienced. And he went on to <laughs> he went on to use the analogy: uh, when you look at a Christmas tree and there's one light blinking, you spend all your time worrying about that light. And uh, basically, he's saying that Good the thought. guys that are not in their locker room anymore, the guys that have gone to the transfer portal were energy vampires. They suck the energy out of the locker room. So those guys are all gone because you waste all your time uh, trying to get those guys to do the right thing. And he says that this has been, uh, it's like, it's sometimes it's like pulling teeth. It's tough to motivate 
to get guys going. It hasn't been this year. Hopefully it will show up on the field Saturday. What kind of team you think Alabama's been up and down uh, this year? They're, you know, they lost five wide receivers to the portal. They lost some offensive line mm-hmm. guys. Dad and I were blown away that Bryce Young and Will Anderson are actually playing in this game. That shows a little bit about their character. What kind of team do you think Alabama is going to put on the field uh, tomorrow at 11 a.m.? You know, I don't think Bryce Young and Will Anderson allow anything other than an excellent team. I mean, if they are willing to put uh, risk what they're risking on the line for their values of, you know, a team comes before me, I think they're going to demand that everybody else on the field better do what they're supposed to do. And I think we're going to see a really good Alabama team. I don't think it's going to be close. Um, I'll tell you, I was with a, a big Tennessee donor the Monday before Bryce and Will Anderson made their decision, and he came in to eat lunch with a few of us. And uh, Actually, Barnes was there with us, and he, he came in and he said, well, Archie Manning just called me to see what was going on, and he said he got a call from Bryce Young's dad. And he answered the phone, and he knew who it was, and he, said, he told Bryce Young's dad, he said, I know what you're going to ask me. Tell him to play because he went to Alabama to play for a team, not for himself. And, and Mr. Young said, how'd you know I was going to ask you? And Archie Manning said, all the dads call me and ask me if their sons should play in the bowl games. And I tell them they all should because it's about a team. And uh, and I think that's a pretty incredible decision those guys made. So I think that it's going to demand the other guys to, to step up and play, if not just for those two guys. Uh, what a great story there, Archie Manning. Uh, you know, and of course – Give Bryce Young's parents a lot of credit there. The young Absolutely. man that they have raised. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy that is so good, but so humble, so respectful. Uh, it's amazing. That whole family, whatever they're doing, they need to sell it because <laughs> it's it's working, uh, Russell. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's, it's incredible to watch. I think it sent a big message to a lot of other players and a big message to the NFL. No doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. Yep. Russell, are we going to be able to find a reasonable stop to NIL as far as we've got it involved in recruiting uh, much more heavier than people know, have no idea. Oh, we've got people yeah, calling absolutely. And then we have people that uh, we have kids leave for two reasons. One is playing time. And the other factor and goes with it, the other factor is money. Uh, where do we, is there any talk that you hear among all the coaches that you interview and so forth that we can do anything at all about about the NIL to get the thing at least to where it's, we start penalizing people for what they do? Well, the ones that I'm close with say it's just while they're trying to, win it it's completely out of hand and there <laughs> something's got to be done and uh, one even talked about you know at some point they think there's going to be some type of collective bargaining agreement there'll be type you know almost a players union and the players are going to have to give up something and they believe that might be the transfer portal because something's got to give one way or another this can't keep keep going on now the NCAA can do they have the authority at this point? You know they've kind of let everything go so much, but something has to give. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's 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 just getting too too crazy with you know kids being bought and that type of thing. I mean, it's not supposed to be used 
for recruiting, but it is being used for recruiting, and how do you prove that it is? And that's awfully tough to prove. I mean, a lot more tough than it was before. Sure. When you paid a kid. Yeah. Uh, Russell, I've been preaching um, make the kid go. He's got to stay a year. If he stays a year, that way we can see if he can play, what kind of character he has, the, the businesses can. After a year, then he can start making NIL. If he transfers, he has to wait another year to be able to capitalize on NIL. I think that would maybe cut down some of the front-end stuff, let a guy really get mm-hmm. here and play like a Bryce Young or whoever, Hendon Hooker, uh, have tremendous character that these businesses don't mind uh, investing in. At least it would give you a look. Now you're just putting on the front-end. The people that are paying for these five-stars, they don't even know who they are or what kind of yeah. character they have. And I think that might help it a little bit. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think it, actually, I think Barry would help it a lot because it would help it from your the standpoint you're talking about, and it would stop the recruiting standpoint part of it. Yeah, it you know like the some kids can get the money right now. Yeah, and they're in high school. Yeah, I mean, because their states allow it now. Not all states allow that, but some can get it right now. But I think that definitely would help. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But you know, some things that are happening is some of these kids aren't going to the appearances. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. I was out in Arkansas. I spent time with a sports yeah. management company out there that was in NIL. Yeah. And they're done. They're, the guy looked at me, the head president said, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. <laughs> we we have 18-year-olds that aren't showing up for our clients who are paying this money. We're done. We're out of it. Yeah. And they're moving out of the NIL completely. Yeah. Because they can't depend on the kids that are that are getting the money. And at some point, that's that'll turn a lot of businesses off. It, it just will. But... I think that if you do wait until they're in school and they've been here for a full season of whatever sport it is before they can get the money, that would certainly be a good solution, I think. No doubt. Well, Russell, we appreciate you being on. It's always a better day, Dad, when you talk to Russell Biven. You always kind of get off the phone you feel better. So, Russell, you have a, a unique gift to make people feel better. So. Uh, Thanks, Russell. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you, man. Hey, love you guys. Have a great Christmas. I mean, have a great right. uh, New Year. Thank you, sir. All right, talk All right. soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, there's Russell Bivin. First in main condos, uh, I've been talking about them throughout the month. A three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath, washer and dryer included. Stainless steel appliance, all granite countertops, which are very, very nice. Energy electric efficient appliances there. The Internet and Direct TV are provided. Uh, so there you've got a couple hundred dollars savings right there. Ten-foot ceilings, large patios. With upper liver, river views, easy access to the river wall, gated with security cameras. Now, here's the best part. Located in the historic district of downtown Norport. Why is that great? First of all, that's a beautiful area. You also are right across the bridge, and you're right into downtown Tuscaloosa. Five-minute drive to Bryant-Denny Stadium and the University there. So all that you need right there. If you tell them you heard on Inside the Locker Room, get one month of free rent, 205-657-7465, or go to firstinmaincondos.com. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities have confirmed one fatality, one serious injury in a crash on 25th Avenue East near Lake Tomahawk Village. 25th Avenue East remains closed pending an investigation. 
365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. And now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's Move Over Law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Don't risk getting stranded with a bad battery. Our professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery for free. The modern-day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. What you've heard about probiotics is probably wrong. I eat yogurt, so I don't need to take a probiotic. Probiotics? They don't really work. The Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We'll get right to the Alabama One Hotline. You know the music there. We'll bring in our main man, Mike Brown. How you doing, my man? Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Barry. Happy Friday. Happy Friday Great to you. Happy New Year. Last uh, time we're going to talk to you in 2022, unless I see you at Publix uh, walking around tomorrow. <laughs> Tell us uh, as we turn the calendar. Uh, everything great Florida going on with Alabama? Needs to be talked about, Barry. We're going to talk about Florida State at the end. We need the good stuff. Well, no, the, the, <laughs> uh, that's not true. Florida Alabama won. Alabama, Alabama won's great. We need the good stuff at the end, Florida State. We've got to talk about the great stuff now, and that's Alabama won. So, go oh, ahead. We, we appreciate the support, guys, and another uh, amazing year from inside the locker room and Alabama won support. And uh, Just recently, we announced that we're, we're expanding into the eastern side of the state of Alabama, and we have a couple of uh, a couple of opportunities that we're working on over there, so we're looking just to expand where we are. And it's, I think, if anything, if anyone listening to Alabama once had a, an amazing 2022, we've helped out thousands of our members throughout the year, from saving money on loan products to saving money with uh, earning higher interest rates on their own money, and just always looking for ways to help. And, and we're going to be able to do that even a bigger impact next year by expanding how many a- a- actual branches we have. When other institutions are shuttering their branches, we're looking to expand into these markets and continuing to serve the communities that we love to be a part of. And we have members all over the state, and we're just looking for great ways to reach them. Our online banking and mobile app have been phenomenal, but having a couple of brick-and-mortar locations to better serve our members, I think, just helps us meet our mission of meeting our members of where they are. And you also take care of dumb customers like me. I left my debit card in the thing, the Poor sweet girl held on to it for a couple months for me and called me. He's like, you need to come get your card. So, and I finally did, and they still had it right there. So, uh, customer service to a, a hundred percent right there. Uh, Mike, tell them how easy it is to become a member of Alabama One. 
And that's great. As we, uh, you know, we'll unveil a whole bunch of promotions going into next year. And if you've not been a member or been on the fence and want to find a way to take advantage of that, just like Barry said, it's just so easy to become a member of the Alabama One Credit Union. We really simplified the process. So, look, if you want to come in and sit down and talk with somebody, we make it very easy to meet one of our current 18 locations, soon to be 23 locations throughout the state, to come and sit down and talk to somebody and just bring $5 to initiate your actual savings account with Alabama One, secure your membership, if you will and start opening up a world of benefits. And if you can't get to one of our branches, that's not a problem. You can go to www.alabama1.org. There's a Join Now button right there from the homepage, and you can set up your online account right there from the web. We have a whole team of dedicated individuals working everything that comes through our online channels to hit you with that same service that Barry was alluding to that we have in our branches we have remotely. Uh, We have a full-service contact center to help walk you through, a virtual branch to walk you through anything that you might need. And if you're kind of nervous about, well, I don't know what services or products I may need, just ask, and we'll walk you through the process even more, not just getting the account set up, but finding ways to actually use this to your benefit. All right, Dad and I were talking early. He talked about what a – Joe, get the war chant ready. Um, we were talking about your segment today, and Dad's oh, I know that's going to be a good segment. He's going to be upbeat today uh, with Florida <laughs> State getting their 10th win Dad, do you think Florida State was any good this year? They beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma was only six and six. Well, well people more, people need to appreciate them more. Cause really? They keep looking at them thinking, you know, Florida's down. Really? Florida State's up. And you're going through a, a better period for Florida. Anytime Florida State can be up and Florida down, that's what that's what everybody wants down there. So all right. Like Three Florida and zero State. against the SEC this year. Three and are they? Yeah. LSU, Florida, Oklahoma. Well, they're in the wrong league, Mike. All right, you got 30 <laughs> seconds. Brag, brag on your Seminoles. Go ahead. Oh, we'll, we'll let the record look. As a Florida State fan, I'm not one to overly brag. We're just happy to see a, a program like Florida State start to get back to where it can be with the new coach and Coach Norvell. Several seasons under his belt. The transfer portal and the recruiting has been phenomenal right here during December. And we can't wait for another shining year like next year to show what Florida State can really do and get back to where it used to be. Uh, many years ago. Y'all's fans traveled last night. That stadium was loud last night over yeah. there at the Chick-fil-A Bowl. So 35-32. Anytime you beat Oklahoma, it's a good thing. Mike, have a great weekend. Happy New Year. We look forward to talking to you uh, next Friday in 2023. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you. There you go. wwwalabama One. We also want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Nick Saban will be with us at 8.30, live press conference from over in New Orleans. You listen to Tide 100.9, it's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities have confirmed one fatality, one serious injury in a crash on 25th Avenue East near Lake Tomahawk Village. 25th Avenue East remains closed pending an investigation. This is Staples. So rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship. Mm -hmm. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need. Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yeah. And we have UPS here. Protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. Hey, Pete, how's business? It's great. Foot traffic's still way down, but more people are finding me online. Nice. How'd you pull that off? Well, the first thing I did was go to...
on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room, 205-342-9904. We're going to jump in on the show. 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. That's where Andrew Knifer and his staff are located, and that's where you get the greatest insurance in this area from Allstate Insurance, 205-722-9201. A lot of guys have their and gals have their insurance on automatic draft. Really don't know what they're paying uh, what kind of coverage they have. You want to have somebody that's looking out for you, and Andrew has done it for me. Had him over a couple of years, been the best insurance. He takes great care of me, great guy, great uh, staff there with him. Give him a call today, and you do what I did and make the switch. 205-722-9201. All right, get to the Andrew Knifer hotline and bring Tom back into the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey, hey, Barry. Yes, sir. I am not going to keep you long, buddy. That's the story of the year. What's that? Bryce Young's dad called an Archie. Did you like that? I did. And you waited to hear it to the last day. <laughs> you think it's true? Good job, man. You think it's true? Yeah. Oh, I got hey, Bryce Russell, on. Barry, Barry got, didn't get any credit for that. I got Bryce on. Not Bryce. I, I asked the question. I mean, not Russell. Bryce. Uh, Name yeah, but I had to ask him the Bryce Young question. But I, I could see well, that. I could see that picking up the phone and oh, calling yeah. Archie Manning. He, yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, you've always said one of your things is uh, that uh, about these people that pick up the phone and talk to each other, coaches behind the scenes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, you got to you got to understand that Archie Manning's a, he's quite different than those sons. He's he's more down to earth, not not glamorous. Wasn't glamorous. Oh, uh, I think they with, do the same thing. Well, you know, Peyton okay. came back his senior year when people thought he wasn't going to come back. You know, right. So I'm, I'm not saying they wouldn't do the same thing, but I'm just saying that Archie Manning's quite different. All right, Tom. You sound like you're working out in a well, good way. I, I'm on. A, I'm. A, you know what? I got to the hill in my walk. Yeah, and I've been darned. That's when I got on. Sorry, Barry, but look, good job. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so if you missed it. Uh, I asked Russell Bevan from Knoxville. He said he was going into a meeting with some very high end people at Tennessee, and the guy said he had just gotten a call from Archie Manning that Bryce Young's dad had called him, and when he picked up the phone, he said, "I know why you're calling, telling to play." Uh, and so he said, "Well, that's all I needed to hear." So, um, you know, I think that's probably good. To, uh, get some advice there from somebody that's probably been through it. Uh, and so, anyway, that was what Tom was referring to. Uh, normally, we do our TA report here. I usually have a coach on. Most of the coaches are traveling or out of town or with their um, loved ones for the holidays. But I'll talk a little bit about the basketball uh, tournament that we're playing in. We're out at Brookwood. We lost the first game uh, to Leeds, a uh, really good Leeds team. It was a tough game. We actually had a lead there in the fourth quarter, uh, but did not hold on. Uh, beat an Oakman team yesterday. Did have an injury uh, in the first game against uh, 
uh, William Muller, my second leading scorer. I was about 16 points a game. He's actually currently at the doctor as we speak. So uh, I'm hoping for a miracle there. Maybe uh, in the knee will be okay. But these kids have uh, fought really hard playing for the first time in the AHSAA, 9-3. and three. Uh, Right now we're led by uh, Walker McKee and Blake Henderson, too. Uh, outstanding young men who are seniors. Uh, Walker averaging about 22 points a game. And uh, Blake came off a, a foot injury. We lost two games with him out, but he is back and playing in the tournament and playing really well. But just great kids. Uh, they're doing a great job. And so I really uh, appreciate the opportunity to be around those guys each and every day. We'll play today at 3.30 and then take a little break and get going with area play at Francis Marion on next Thursday. So it's been a been a fun year, tough year uh, with injuries and stuff, and uh, so you just got to kind of do the best that you can. Maybe try to add a player or two uh, at the break here, and hopefully they can help us uh, help us win there. All right, we're going to go ahead and take the break, Dad, so we can get coach in because we're going to have to right. get off at eight thirty and uh, take it live to New Orleans for Coach uh, Nick Saban. So Royal Cleaners, they'll make life easy for you. They'll come to you, pick up all the laundry, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. You know, during the holidays, you want a lot of clothes. You've got a lot of nice uh, golf shirts, a lot of nice pullovers, things that you really don't need to put in the washer and the dryer. So give them a call. They'll come to you, or you can drop off 205-391-0034. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's your home. Fred. Good Friday morning. New Year's Eve will be current Northport Mayor Bobby Herndon's last day as mayor. At the stroke of midnight, his resignation becomes official, and new City Council President John Hinton assumes the city's chief executive role. Hinton will officially be sworn in on Tuesday. Herndon surprised the City Council meeting last month when he announced his resignation. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities have confirmed one fatality, one serious injury in a crash on 25th Avenue East near Lake Tomahawk Village. 25th Avenue East remains closed pending an investigation. This is Staples. So rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship. Mm-hmm. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need. Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yeah. And we have UPS here in... Coaches took the radio and TV airwaves. To tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Increasing clouds early on your Friday. Rain arrives during the afternoon. It will continue into the overnight. It'll be breezy. The daytime high is 67, 59 overnight tonight. Rain and thunderstorms in the morning. A few showers during the afternoon tomorrow. Rain could be heavy with a high of 67. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For more from Tide 100.9, let's it fly and there's it. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. On the bank of the river. 
stood running back, young Indian brave. On the other side of the river stood his lovely Indian maid. Little white dove, who was her name, such a lovely sight to see. But the tribes fought with each other, so their love could never be. All right, Wayne's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. So let those good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protected from those unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866 866- Wayne's one gets sixty dollars off your initial pest control service. All right, Coach Smith is still uh, dealing with some issues with his wife. So we just told him to uh, take the day off, which is completely fine. We'll get to Coach uh, Saban here in uh, just about fifteen minutes. Uh, Pete Golding, Dad, had a press conference uh, yesterday. He indicated he. Um, certainly planned on being back. Not like a guy that was uh, going anywhere. We've talked about what a great recruiter he is. Um, and, you know, I think he's running Nick Saban's defense. So if you want to criticize what's going on, then, and, you know, I guess you should criticize the head man. Well, but, yeah, Nick Saban has a big input into it. Sure. You know, he's a defensive guy to start with, and they, they don't – It's not. it's not where – uh, the defense coordinator gets in a room by himself and decides what he's going to do. There's a combination of assistant defensive people, a defensive analyst who upstairs, the head coach, and so the defenses that that they they run, if technique wise, uh, set wise, whatever they run, is thought through by the whole staff. Now, sometimes they don't they don't tackle quite as well. That's you know you work on that fundamentally in practice, and then you play the guys that you feel like can tackle the best. But scheme wise, scheme wise, this is a, this is a thing that uh, that the head coach Nick Saban uh, understands and runs it, and and if he wants to change something, if the scheme is not going good. And they're right in the middle of things. Then you don't see it on the sidelines, but they, you know, he wants him to change. He changes. He doesn't. If he wants the offense to, if he wants the offensive things to change, he's on his, he's on his deal talking to the press box. That's where the offensive coordinator is. But on the defensive side of it, the defensive hit guy and himself are together all the time. So the techniques that they run now, sometimes they don't tackle as well. Sometimes they don't, don't do as good a job of playing defense as they need to, but technique wise, they're all on the same page. All right. Uh, you know, we'll get to coach here in just a second, but I do want to, uh, get to the Alabama one hotline and bring Greg into the show. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. Good morning and happy new year to you guys. Happy new year, Thank Greg. You. How you doing, my man? Certainly, I'm good. I appreciate what you guys do. We always appreciate uh, listening to you, listening to you on the app. And I appreciate that app, but we can't pick you up well if you're in Blunt County. But I, I had a visitor come see me yesterday at the courthouse. I'm the Revenue Commissioner. And it was this blonde-headed girl, and she had this kind of a tall, good-looking boy named Garrett Sanderson with her. Yeah, and her name is Ashton Atkins, and I see they got they're engaged to get married. And I'm gonna tell you something: you're getting a great 
young lady. She was at local yep. sport. We won a state championship. She's a gym rat. But yep. I don't know nothing bad about her, and I've known her her whole life. And uh, I was impressed with Garrett. And I, they came to see me and took a picture and all up here at the courthouse. But I will tell you, she's fantastic. She loves you, Coach. Well, they uh, they had the uh, he gave her the ring down in the gymnasium. He, he took <laughs> well, he took her down nice. to the, he took her down to the Faulkner gymnasium and, and gave her the ring because she's a very good player on the girls' team, the ladies' team, and he played uh, he played well. Not played this past year, and so things uh, you know they've been dating quite a bit. She's a cute, smart young lady, and um, happy for him. Yeah. Well, they're both good kids, and you have to like to see good kids get together, and that's a fantastic thing. But I do want to say this too, but uh, that uh, talking about Alabama, I do think Alabama's going to play good. I got a feeling we're going to play good. I think that you know sometimes when you get the negative and you get the whatever out of the way, you get more focused, and when you like each other and you're all on the same page, you play better. And I certainly hope we play that way because I think. I think we did take a little dip this year, and we got to get this thing rolling right along again. But uh, I enjoy you guys. Appreciate you, and hope you have a happy new year. And I uh, look forward to uh, hopefully a good year in all our sports at Alabama. Yep, great Thank call, you. Greg. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank Garrett, uh, nephew, uh, getting engaged. So I guess he'll be getting married. Got a lot of people getting married in the family here uh, before too long. All right, Joe, let's whip back to uh, Pete Gold. Let's go ahead. Let's go to the opening statement there. What? Uh, Coach, I had to say, obviously, these guys get an opportunity at the beginning of the season in the bowl game, and here's what uh, Coach said. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, on behalf of our team, we're excited to be back in New Orleans. Uh, I was the last time we were here was a 17, uh, which was a good outcome. And being from Louisiana, uh, growing up, uh, obviously a big fan of the Sugar Bowl. Uh, it's always been a really good bowl. They've done an outstanding job this week uh, entertaining our players. Uh, it's a great venue. Uh, we're excited about playing a really good Kansas State team, uh, very talented offense. Uh, they do a really good job schematically, uh, so we'll have a work cut out for us. But uh, we're excited to be back in New Orleans. All right, Joe, let's go to the last clip. They asked, uh, what's it like working for uh, for Coach Saban? Here's what uh, Pete Golding had to say. We got it, Joe. All right, uh, he's still trying to pull that. Uh, that um, Pete Golding. A lot of talk about Pete Golding. Um, you know, you talked about, I think they got Grantham. Uh, they got several guys that have been defensive coordinators that are analysts. Does that make your job harder? Like if you have guys that are there kind of over your shoulder. I'm not saying they're over your shoulder, but they're giving in. Can you have too many cooks in the kitchen? Oh, I think you can, but I, I don't think it makes your job harder. I just don't think the public understands what goes into what they did with Coach Brown was there what goes into deciding what you're going to do defensively. Now, the the fundamental part of it, of, of, of not grabbing a guy's face mask or whatever that, that's gone down some, then you have to work on that in your fundamental periods at practice. But as far as knowing what they're going to do defensively, it's, it starts at the top with Nick Saban. It goes through the defensive coordinator, and it goes through the thoughts and ideas of the other defensive coaches on the field and the analysts up in the up, up in the uh, uh, in their in their offices, so there's a lot of people who get together and and discuss and look at film. You know, I, you have no idea how much how much film they look at of the uh, offense of the other team. 
I mean, they spend they spend a lot of time doing that, and they do a good job with it. And, yep. uh, do right, your players do your players make some mistakes? Sure, they do. They make mistakes, but uh, that's what you try to do is cut down the mistakes they make. I think some of the problems is you know when you get beat like they did at Tennessee with those long pass plays, it's almost equated to getting beat back door in basketball. A guy beats you back door for late, you're like, oh. You, you, yeah, then, you listen. Go ahead. And then they get the two-point conversion at LSU. You, you know, you have some opportunities to make some stops to win some games there, and it, I think those are the things that kind of uh, maybe frustrate people. And, and he told he's not playing, but they, and they don't get to the quarterback as much as maybe they have in the past. Well, nobody else does a word about the what you know thing that I always I always said in this game. I think I think Nick Saban is a terrific, he's a terrific person, a really great coach, and does a great job. If you you know if you if you like to look back on everything, all these people that these these people that talk are look backers. Uh, then you look back on if he kicked the, if he kicks the extra point there in Atlanta. So, but they don't you know I never hear anybody say anything about that. And then uh, when the offensive coordinator spoke yesterday and did such a great job, uh, one of the things he first said was um, that uh, this team that, that that they're playing in the, in the Kansas State is unique on offense. Uh, they do a lot of things on offense, and uh, they we're going to do you know we're going to be unique ourselves on offense. I think and. You know, he, he and he also. I, I mean, I should have said it. They, they're, they're unique on defense. Excuse me. He said they're unique on defense, and we have to be ready to play them offensively. So uh, he he gets in there and looks at the film. All the offensive people, and there are a lot of them. They get in there and look at the film. They got their own films. They got their own films up at the in the office, and those guys look at film. And they all get it's, it's not like one guy gets into a room and shuts the door and decides what they're going to do. It's not that way. Now the players have got to play or whatever you decide to do um you know you you got you got you gotta play and so the it's just like it's just like uh, Freddie Kitchen said that uh, Gene Stalin says football games are about football players that's what they're about football players. You can teach them and help them as best you can, but when they don't get on the field, they're going to make some mistakes. But football games are about football players. They're not about the coach did this, the coach did that. They're about football players. Yeah, I think one of the things, though, and I don't know if they're doing good or bad because I don't know enough about it, is the adjustments that you – because you go, you have a game plan, you get in a game, and then a game takes on sure. a life of its own. you got to make adjustments throughout the game. They're doing, well, they're doing something you hadn't seen. Uh, all of a sudden, you're you're down, and you got to create turnovers in order to get back. So, you also have to adjust within the game. Right, Look, go ahead. But bear, but the defense, the defensive coordinator is standing right next to the head coach. Yeah. All right. Let's ask him what he thought about it. What he thinks about it uh, working for Coach Saban. Here's what Pete Golding said. No, I mean, I, he's a great boss, you know, and, and I think obviously people look at it and, you know, it, it's black and white, you know, so just like for our players, there's an expectation of your position, uh, but it's very black and white and it's detailed out and what the expectations are and, and you go to work every day and you try to achieve it, and, but at least you know there's no gray. 
you know, where there's jobs out there to where you really don't know, you're really not being told how to do it, you know, and you don't know whether you're doing it right or you're wrong. You know here, and so you hear it every day. But but it's awesome just being around the greatest coach of all time, you know, day to day and, and all day and learning from them, not only defensive, but how to manage a team, how to manage people. Uh, so it's been a really good experience for me. All right. Well, the Christmas, the Christmas light thing was, was a great thing. When you look at the tree and there's one guy blinking, when you got your basketball team or your football team and there's one guy that's not on board, that uh, you're trying to figure that out more than you are the other four that play on your team or the other ten that play on your team, you're trying to figure them out rather than, you know, trying to figure out that one light rather than those kids. And that one light affects you, and it, it affects. And, and let me ask you a question, Barry. I want you to answer this: These three guys that have left the team, I think it's three of them. Four. Well, it's more than three. Fifteen. Oh, well, these three or four. These teams. Will they be wanting Alabama to win or lose? L- lose. Thank you. I mean, I won't say it. And they say those are my brothers, but they're going to be sitting in there hoping that sure. the guy that's playing criticizing them. Playing their position yep. doesn't do well. Uh, no, criticize that's, them. That's, that's human nature. There will be a warning them to lose. Yeah, and that ain't going to make them lose. They don't have anything to do No, with they ain't going to make them People lose at say, all. Who are you pulling for? Like, who yeah. I'm pulling for is going to Well, they're not going to say that. They're not yeah. going to say that publicly. But they want that guy to fall on his face. Yeah. All right, uh, last clip here. Um, they asked Pete. Is the defense too complicated? And sometimes you can have things that are too complicated, and the guys are thinking instead of playing and reacting, and uh, the game is hasn't slowed down for them. Here's what Pete said about this defense being too complicated. I, mean, I, I think we're always looking at how can you simplify things. Uh, but, but I think, yeah, offenses do a good job of using the horizontal space of the field and they're still stretching you vertically, you know, with the RPOs, you know, using all 11 guys, especially this team using the quarterback. So it, it is a challenge from that standpoint. But, you know, also it's as a coach, you want your guys to be in the best position possible based on what they're doing. And so there's always that fine line of being too simple, right? And then they're going to go check with me, and everybody in the building knows what you're in, and they got a matchup, right? And they're going to win that matchup, you know, to being too complex and, you know, motions and shifts and multiple calls within one. You know, you end up not being on the same page, and if you get a bus, it doesn't matter, right? The call didn't matter. So uh, I think, yeah, obviously simplifying things, uh, especially with young players, um, but I think offensive now, they're so multiple, but, you know, based on formation, you know, kind of know what you're going to get. Uh, so you try to pare it down and help your kids out, you know, so they can work that throughout the week. So absolutely, we're always looking a way to make it easier while still not giving away what we're doing and being too simple. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pro coach. Uh, where, where you hear all this stuff at Alabama, they're wearing Ohio State out. Their fans are wearing them out because they're playing a home game against our tribal against Michigan, and they get clobbered. They're wearing them out. They're wearing the the, the football coach. Uh, they're wearing out the, the quarterback. They're wearing everybody out. And uh, you know, it's a it's a win. You're smart, and you lose. You're stupid. And it's just it. Life doesn't work like that. You know, it just it it, it doesn't. You it's just, just coaching is quite different, and and quite difficult at times i know they make a lot of money but it's not easy it, it is it is a job where they spend a lot if if people that worked doing other things worked as hard as football coaches did and looking at the film and trying to get a, their team ready to play they'd be real workers 
All right, we'll take the break. We'll turn it to Coach Saban. We'll get back whenever he gets the podium. We'll hit. We'll go to the podium. This is the Tide 100.9. This is the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide sports update. The Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team beat Mississippi State on Wednesday night, 78-67 to in its first conference game of the season. The Alabama Crimson Tide football team had five of the top ten most watched games in college football for 2022. An NFL draft analyst is praising Brian Branch. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities have confirmed one fatality, one serious injury in a crash on 25th Avenue East near Lake Tomahawk Village. 25th Avenue East remains closed pending an investigation. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. The Literacy Council of West Alabama serves nine counties by getting books into the hands of children and adults. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Increasing clouds early on your Friday. Rain arrives during the afternoon. It will continue into the overnight. It'll be breezy. The daytime high is 67, 59 overnight tonight. Rain and thunderstorms in the morning. A few showers during the afternoon tomorrow. Rain could be heavy with a high of 66. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. This final press conference. After Coach Saban makes a brief opening statement, we will open the floor to questions. Please wait for the microphone to ask your question, and please identify yourself by name and media outlet. Thank you. First off, I'd like to wish everybody a, a happy new year. Great time to have gratitude for the year we just had and looking forward to the next year. And I'd also like to thank uh, all the people involved with the Sugar Bowl uh, for the opportunity to play in a great traditional uh, bowl game uh, and for the hospitality that they've offered our players. Um, I think games like this are about players and uh, certainly has been a great experience for our players uh, to be a, a part of uh, the Sugar Bowl uh, and in the city of New Orleans. So we appreciate that more than you know. You know, the, the players that we have here, you know, sort of our representative of our team and what our team is all about in terms of what we want to accomplish, what we want to do to help people be more successful in life because of the character and attitude that they sort of develop as a college student to create value for their future. And I've been pleased with, um, you know, what our players have done uh, in preparation for this game as well as uh, how they've represented uh, the University of Alabama uh, while here at this game. Um, We have an opportunity to play a really, really good team 
Um, you know, Kansas State is probably um, is playing as well as anybody in the country uh, at the end of the season this year, uh, winning the Big, Tel- Big 12 title, uh, as well as beating a playoff team, you know, to do it. Uh, so this is going to be a tremendous challenge for our team and uh, something that uh, I think if you're a great competitor, uh, you always welcome the opportunity to play in uh, big games against great teams. So um, preparation has been good and the attitude has been good with our players. So, you know, hopefully it'll show up on the field in terms of the way we play. All right, please raise your hand and wait for the microphone right here in the front on the right side. Nick Kelly, Tuscaloosa News. Uh, in your experience, what is the difference uh, of teams that can close games and, and uh, players that can make plays in big moments and those who don't? Well, I think that's kind of a tough question because I think if you can stay focused uh, on the moment, you know, there was an old statement that I read once that Michael Jordan said, um, when I play at the end of the game, I never change. I just stay focused on what I have to do on that particular play in that particular moment and I take advantage of the fact that other people change so saying all that to say this that some people have the ability to do that because they have maturity as competitor that allows them to stay focused on what they need to do in that moment it's not the circumstance of the moment uh, it's how you know they respond and being able to stay focused in that moment to make plays we're going to stay here on the right side Jake Stansel, WBRC in Birmingham. Coach, just seeing the level of focus from you and the players, what has made this bowl game so enjoyable to prepare for? Well, I think sometimes we've been in the playoffs so many times here in the last 10, 12 years. There's only been a few occasions where we have a circumstance where we haven't gotten in the playoffs. And I think it's more challenging when that's sort of the goal for what the players work for all year long and came up short to sort of recenter, you know, your circumstance doesn't really define or who you are. Uh, it kind of reveals who you are in terms of how do you respond, you know, to the challenge that we have and the circumstance that we're in. So um, it's always a little more challenging but I think that our players have had the right disposition and the right mindset about how they've approached it. Go to the left side on the third row. Hey, Coach Saban, Jamal Kennedy, WCFA 12 News, and Mike Gumry. Uh, sort of a piggyback, to piggyback off of that question, you talked about being grateful and, and gratitude for the year. Um, you've been to the Sugar Bowl now a couple of times, and you talked about your players enjoying this moment. But for you personally, um, the satisfaction and the enjoyment that you get get out of coming down here and, and enjoying this moment every single every year. Well, I, I think that the big thing for me is uh, not me personally in terms of how I enjoy it, but the fact that the players get a lot of positive self gratification for having the opportunity. I think that's what bowl games are all about. Uh, it's one of the great things about college football is if you have a good season and you get rewarded by going to a first class quality bowl game like the Sugar Bowl. Uh, that that's a great experience for the players. And I think my enjoyment comes from, you know, seeing them having the opportunity not only to play against a great team, but also have some time to uh, enjoy and have an experience uh, that they have surrounding the bowl game. 
We're going to do the second row on the right side. Good morning, Coach. Carrie Osep, NBC out of Birmingham. There's obviously been so much talk, you know, in the recent years in college football, seeing players opt out. You don't have any opt-outs, nor does Kansas State. I'm curious for you, how important is that bought-in mentality for a team as an intangible? Where would you rank that? Well, I think it speaks volumes of, you know, the character of the players on your team who choose to play uh, because they've been great leaders of the team. Uh, They've been great contributors. They've set a good example for their teammates. They care about their teammates. They've been somebody that... um, the players on the team can emulate by the example that they set and how much they care to try to help them uh, be successful uh, for their benefit. And uh, I think it's a great example that um, the best way to create value for yourself as a player is to play football. A lot of people say, I'm getting ready for the NFL. Or you're really saying, I'm getting ready for the combine. But a lot of the things that you do at the combine are irrelevant to what you do playing football and that's why some people get drafted in sixth round because maybe they didn't do such a good job at the combine but there's some you know really significant thing that they can do to play their position i use the example of tom brady who didn't run fast at the combine didn't jump high didn't bench press a lot didn't do all the things that they measure at the combine but he could play quarterback so i think the way I try to approach it with our players is the best thing you can do to create value for your future is to play really well against really good teams. And I think that's what our players have an opportunity to do. And I'm very pleased that they chose to do this. But I think we have a responsibility and obligation to take out as much risk as possible in terms of, you know, how we ensure the players so uh, they don't, don't. They don't have to do it with a lot of concern. Okay, we'll stay on the right side and go to the middle. Ed Daniels, WGNO, New Orleans. Coach, do you think the twelve-team playoff is the fix that the college game needs, and if so, why? When you say fix, I, I don't know well, what's broke. Let's talk about what's broke first, and then that would determine whether a 12-team playoff fix it. What's broke? Yeah, and even though we didn't have any opt-outs, we have like 10 guys that, you know, they got in the transfer portal. So, And I gave them all the opportunity to play in the game if they wanted to. And they didn't. So... I don't know if that's a good thing for players not to have to stay committed to their team for the entire season. So there's a lot of things in college football, I think, that um, Transfer Portal has created a, a, a real challenge for all of us in terms of how to manage rosters. Uh, name, image, and likeness is... Uh, something that I think is great for the players uh, if we keep it in the concept of them being able to do that and we start using it to get guys to come to certain schools based on how much money they can make. I'm not sure that's the reason that you go to college is to create value for your future. 
So that's going to trickle down into high schools in terms of some guys going to say, I'm not going to play for my team in high school because I'm going to get this much money to go somewhere to go to college. So uh, I think those things are much greater issues that need at least some parameters. And I think that uh, having a 12-team playoff, I said this when we went to a 14-team playoff, it will minimize the importance of bowl games to some degree. And hopefully the bowl games will still be a part of the 12-team playoff to some degree. But I think that from a fan perspective, there'll be 20 teams that people will be interested in toward the end of the season because there'll probably be that many teams that have an opportunity to get in the playoffs. And it seems from your standpoint, from a media standpoint, I don't mean this in a negative way, all the focus and all the emphasis is on the playoffs. So, um, and who has the opportunity to win a national championship. So how, how that gets implemented, I'm not sure. But I think from a fan perspective, that probably is a good thing. But I also think that, you know, fans relate to players. And if players don't have a commitment to a team, that's going to impact how fans relate to a team as well, I think. So all these things are, you know, probably issues that need to be addressed in the future. I'm not sure what the solutions are, um, but I'm sure there's people in positions, whether it's conference commissioners or, you know, even the the federal government, uh, because some of these things have been created by laws and lawsuits. And there's a lot of good in them, but there's also some uh, guidelines and that we probably need to institute. Right here in the front row, left side. Hey, Coach, Georgia Chambers out of Huntsville, 48 Sports. Going back to the no opted-out players, what message does it send to the younger players, even the recruiting class coming in, having players like Will Anderson Jr. and Bryce Young playing in this game? I think it goes back to a simple question. Why did you come to Alabama? If you came to Alabama because you wanted to be the best you could be as a person, as a student, and as a player, which is what we try to promote in the program, then this is just another opportunity for you to have a chance to do that in a very competitive situation against a very good team. So, But I do think it sends a very positive message uh, to teammates when the leaders of the team, both guys are captains, one guy was the most inspirational player voted by his teammates, one was the most valuable player voted by his teammates, that they choose to continue to be a part of the team and put the team first. Uh, I think it sends... Uh, significant message to you know all players on our team in terms of the kind of commitment that they have and the example that they set in a positive way for um, what you can accomplish and what you can do all right we have time for two more questions we'll start right here in the front row right side chase goodbread with the tuscaloosa news coach you've, you've said many times that you've got and when it comes to recruiting you've got certain parameters for size at each position and so forth so in light of that when you watch tape of a running back like Deuce Vaughn who's 5'6 and, and 175 do you find him fun to watch even though film study is serious business oh, I think pound for pound he's probably one of the best players greatest competitors toughest guys so when we say we have parameters that's all that it means it doesn't mean that there's not an exception to every rule 
you can say a cornerback needs to be six foot tall, but there are guys that are 5'10 and 5'9 who go to the Pro Bowl. It, it's a parameter. It's not, it's not a, a killer. And there's a lot of things that you look at, whether it's, you know, what, what are the things you do well to play your position? What, what, what are the critical factors? What's the criteria? And the size, speed part of it is just, you know, one part of that. Character and intelligence and all those things are a big part of how you evaluate players. And there's no one that we played against all year long that has better comp- competitive character than the guy you just mentioned. All right, final question, left side. Uh, Aaron Suttles, The Athletic. When they moved the recruiting uh, early recruiting up. I'm sure they, they had good reasons for doing so, but it's become sort of the recruiting day now, the, the signing period. In, in terms of and in light of the transfer portal, how difficult has roster management become during that time of year? Well, I think roster management is difficult year-round because what's going to happen after this game? What's going to happen in the end of April? So, you know, basically we have the players can basically change in any of these windows. How many do you know are going to do it or you think might do it? And how do you replace them? It's, um, it is, it's difficult year round, not just now. But when we started and said we're going to have an early signing period, Many people said, including myself, that that would become the signing period or signing date, which it really kind of has. So there's only a few guys left out there that are going to make a decision in February. So um, I don't think it's a bad thing, but we also had to move the, the whole recruiting calendar up because of that to have guys visiting in the summertime and uh, more guys visit during the season. So the normal time when people used to visit December and January is almost obsolete in terms of, I don't, we may have one player that's going to visit in January as of right now. I'm talking about high school players. So um, it is what it is. You have to be able to adapt to all these things if you're going to continue to be successful. And that's what we've, we've tried to do. All right. Thank you, Coach Saban. All right. I'd like to thank uh, the media. Uh, I think you all do a fantastic job of giving our players a lot of positive self-gratification for the hard work that they do and reinforcing their positive performance. And I know they appreciate it, but um, as a coach who always is interested in the players, uh, I think what you do for them is, is outstanding, and we appreciate it. Thank you. At this time, we would like to invite Coach All right, and there was uh, Coach Saban. Did I get your thoughts on what he said? One of the things, and then we'll get to break, that he said that I thought was very interesting, I hadn't heard this, that he gave all the guys that went to the transfer portal the opportunity to play in this game, and not one of them took it. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Never heard that. And Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. That's the thing I, I took away from it, too, you know, when you – you're, you have an opportunity to play in the Sugar Bowl, and 
you invite to play in the Sugar Bowl and you and know you're opting out and they still give you an opportunity to play and you don't play, uh, I'm glad you left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you left. Yeah. I, am I gonna say am I gonna say I glad you left on this press conference? No. What am I gonna say? I'm going to say things about how I feel about the players, about the gratification they get from you as the writers, uh saying good things about them. Uh, this is we we have a real feel for the players and look after them, which is the recruiting too. Uh, the guy, not, the coach, knows what he wants to say and how he wants to say it. About as 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 good as anybody. I mean, you could get on there and say, "I can't understand why a guy didn't who's invited to play go on the transfer portal." Uh, you know, they're mad about uh, whatever has taken place. Um, would they have transferred if they were in the Final Four? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Um, uh, probably, probably not, but they may have. Uh, but you, you, you're going to go to the transfer portal because you're disgusted either by playing time or by money that somebody else is giving you. Um, it, it's it's not, it's not as easy as it used to be to coach. No doubt. Take this break. Listen, Tide 100.9 SC Home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities have confirmed one fatality, one serious injury in a crash on 25th Avenue East near Lake Tomahawk Village. 25th Avenue East remains closed pending an investigation. Hey, y'all, I'm Steve Azar inviting you to escape to Pearl River Resort where the fun is going nonstop. Enjoy gaming excitement. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. Another thing I thought was interesting, the guy asked about the playoffs being broke. And I think Coach like basically said there's a lot of other things that are broke uh, or more than the playoff and being the portal and the NIL. And I'm sure he has some real ideas about what should be done there. But uh, anyway. well, he, doesn't say, he doesn't say what he really wants to say at times, Barry. Yeah, yeah. But he, he, he camouflages it, does a good job with it. By the way, before we go away, uh, we were off on Monday, but on Tuesday I'm having uh, Max Howell come in at 8.15. Um, Doug Bell could not come in. And uh, so Max will come in and talk what happened. Uh, of course, we have Kevin Skarbitsky on at uh, 7.30. All right, uh, so the bowl games uh, tomorrow should all be, you know, good games. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think Alabama will show up to play, but I still think the talent level is what it is. And I know I hear people all day talk about how much talent they have. I'm not sure that I'm buying it as as great a talent as the people think. Uh, Dad, your thoughts on who wins? Well, the problem that you have, Barry, in the future is is – the uh, the feeling that uh, you, you're going to rate recruiting, and you can't rate recruiting. You can rate recruiting for the fans if you wish, and they can brag on whatever happens with their team, but you can't really rate recruiting until a year or so later. You can tell a year or so later whether you made the right recruiting choice. You don't know that now. You hope that, but you don't know that. And We'll see. Um, maybe there will be some – Younger guys that we didn't see all year play. 
Uh, they talk about the 11 practices really helped catch up some of the guys. And, of course, when you don't have as many guys there, you don't have as many guys to get ready. They had some freshmen there, some true freshmen that could help with the scout team. So we'll see if there's any uh, new guys that get out there and play and give you hope uh, for the future. So that's it for today's show. We'll be off on uh, Monday. We look forward to breaking it all down with you on Tuesday. Uh, Joe, have a happy new year. Be safe out there. I know you got uh, a couple more shows to do before you get out of here, so get some much-needed rest. I'll be ready to roll with you on uh, Tuesday, the 20th, 23. Alabama won. We talked to Mike Brown earlier in the first hour. Great people. Uh, they're growing. They're taking care of their customers. If you're looking for the vehicle loan, rates as low as 2.99%. Terms available to 84 months. Get pre-approved before you shop. That way you know your budget before you go on to the dealership. Uh, they also have an Alabama One Auto Mall that will take great care of you as well. Go to www.alabamaone.org. We appreciate everybody listening during 2022. Any suggestions you want us to do for 2023, shoot me an email, wimpandberry at yahoo.com. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great weekend, everybody.